Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. In a bid to attract and obtain staff, Ryanair has purchased 25 out of 28 new bills in a housing estate in Swords in North Dublin. And the airline's actually going to rent the rooms out to their staff members, to their new cabin crew who've been recruited in particular. Labour Party councillor James Humphreys is with me on the line today. Should this move be welcomed, James? Should this move be welcomed? The move, yeah, by I, I Ryanair. Think, I think it's kind of more of an example of of, of what's happening in the area of, of the, the shortage of houses for, for families and for uh, looking to buy and looking to rent. Uh, rather than a move that should be welcomed, uh, it could be more kind of why is this being done by Ryanair? Uh, they have a very good like the residents in around Bariva kind of knew something was happening in that estate, especially when the news of Belcamp Manor broke and that was bought by an investment firm. They knew something was happening there, and everyone thought it was going to be purchased by another investment firm. So it was a bit of a surprise when the news broke that Ryanair were buying it. And what was the feeling but, among locals when they heard it was the uh, the airline? Oh, well, they were they were surprised. They were, they were, positively they were or negatively, but, though? Well, I think on balance, positively, because it wasn't going to be in an investment firm. It, it was a company that, that an awful lot of people in Swords actually work for and that know the pressures that they, mm. that they face in their job about from Ryanair hiring people out, hiring people. But like outside kind of that area, uh, people were just generally kind of angry uh, because they just seen uh, more housing units uh, being bought by companies or investment firms and not being put on the market for uh, for families that are, are on waiting lists uh, looking to buy in the area. The, the so idea- it, it's a very much a mixed kind of bag. The idea, though, uh, that it's yeah. The idea, though, that it's it's um you know it's it's to provide accommodation and good high quality accommodation. Ryanair say at affordable rents to their staff. Like, is that is there not a positive in that? There is a positive in that, uh, and it, it, I, I'd love that the the government might actually follow suit. Uh, we have problems hiring teachers in Dublin. We have problems hiring guardie. Uh, for nurses and like one of the one of the big problems uh, for especially for Dublin is the cost of rent. Mm. So do you want the, uh, do you for, want on Garda Shiakona to start buying up housing estates? Uh, I certainly there has been a long history in Dublin uh, when you look back to the Ivy Trust uh, to Guinnesses to the Irish Glass uh, Bottle House uh, of uh, companies and semi state companies uh, having housing schemes uh, to support staff. Uh, would it be my preference? No, but we are in a crisis, uh, and the housing crisis is affecting uh, employment, uh, attracting staff into the city. Uh, so, when you're in a crisis, I certainly welcome looking at everything. Right, uh, I think it just I'm goes sorry. to show that the government. Yeah, but would it be that so you you want you want government? Is it to to ring fence a certain number of houses in new developments for for guards and? And nurses with the two professions you mentioned. Is that is that is it, is it the no, government I'm you sorry, want to do? Uh, no, no, that's that's. <laughs> I think you no. Know, I was just making an example of that private companies are doing this. Yeah. Uh, but the reason that they're doing it is affecting across the board. Uh, I'd much prefer uh, that we would tackle the housing crisis 
and instead of kind of the government's policy of housing for some, that they'd actually invest in uh, in, in building what we need. Okay. And we need at least 50,000 a year um, uh, to meet demand. So Rory's with us as well. Uh, Rory Hearn, Associate Professor and, and, and author of um, Gaps, Why Nobody Can Get a House. Well, what's your view on, on this move by Ryanair, Rory? Yeah, I think it's it just shows the crisis that is there in terms of um, you know companies that can't find places for their workers. I, I personally wouldn't be in favour of it. I think that it is hugely problematic um, if we take a step back and look at what is going to happen. These you know the people who work for Ryanair also their employer is going to become their landlord, um, and there's a huge question of workers' autonomy and workers' rights within that. Um, and it is part of this much wider issue that's going on, which is we have companies, investor funds buying up housing, which essentially does lock out people from being able to buy a home. And my social media, my Instagram and my Twitter is, you know, full today and yesterday. And people rage with this, like really, really upset by it. You know, it's another company buying up housing, people who are trying to buy or rent a home. And they said, what should the government promise two years ago? They were going to stop this, but here it is happening. And I've done analysis of the figures and I've highlighted it before, but in the statistics for 2022 show that 58% of all the new homes that were built in the Dublin region were either bought or developed by a company as built to rent. And like that is just, you know, the housing market. Yeah, but the planning Dublin laws have changed now, though, Rory. Like that, that, that there is that clause now since 2021 about the owner-occupier. But the problem is a lot of the planning permission that went in before that. Yeah. Is well, that's what's happening in relation that. to and Ryanair. Ryanair's not there in, in this development. That's what happened. It's it's um it's not covered by the by the change. Actually, take a listen. Dar- covered, yeah. Minister for Housing Darrow O'Brien was in breakfast a little earlier this morning. He was actually talking about this. I changed the planning laws in May 2021 that made sure that any planning permission for a house or a duplex post that date would have what's called an owner-occupier guarantee. So basically, a clause in the conditions that would mean it couldn't be sold. It could only be sold to an individual. Since then, 42,000 planning permissions have been given with that condition on it. What we're dealing with at the moment is permissions before that date, because I couldn't change the law retrospectively because those permissions were granted. And I think, again, most people will understand that. We're dealing with a legacy issue here. About 1% of of transactions um, since that time have been both purchases of homes. Now, mm. I read the article. I know where, I, I know Breva well. It's a very, very big uh, housing estate. Thankfully, in Swords, there's hundreds and thousands of homes in built in, in my area where first-time buyers are actually able to buy the second highest in, yeah. in the country. These are 25 homes. So I'm just putting perspective. They've been bought by a company. They will pay the additional 10% uh, stamp duty. Uh, I've read Ryanair's statement that they'll be renting them to at an affordable rate to their workers. I, I don't like to see both purchase of homes. It is a very small amount now since I changed the law uh, back in May 2021. One would think by some of the discourse, and there's no issue at all with their question, but the discourse that this is wholesale, that this is happening at a rate like Sinn Féin have catastrophized. Yeah, it. and, it's and it's fair, not, it'll, be fam- it'll still be families living in those houses. It's important yes, to, it will, to say that. This is one instance uh, of 21 homes. Okay, so that's Minister Dar O'Brien, uh, Rory, talking to Shane Coleman a little earlier today. And like he made the point, he's not, you know, overly fond of what's happened, but because of the change to the laws and the timeline, that's why this is that. That's why this has happened. But like the accommodation is going to be to provide rental, affordable rental accommodation to their staff. 
Well, Ryanair say it's going to be affordable rental. Um, and, you know, we know the Ryanair model and there's lots of jokes flying around. Like, will the uh, staff have to pay extra to get access to a kitchen or access to a bed? And, you know, there's an element of, uh, you know, this, there is a real issue here. You know, you yeah. have workers should be able to get their, enough income themselves. House prices and rents should be affordable that people on an average income can access mm. rent or buy a home. But to be like, fair is, to Ryanair, Rory, as well. No, and, and, I'm not, and I'm not just... You know, and, and, and want to make try, I'm don't they want to be landlords? Ryanair. I'm sure they didn't want to end up in this situation. Probably can't retain staff. I'm sure, they, I'm sure they didn't. And I hope now it's, <laughs> we're not seeing a Ryanair expansion in terms of investment fund buying up houses. But no, of course not. The real fault with this is government policy over the last 10 years that has allowed rents rise so high that hasn't built affordable housing on any, on any scale. And I was actually just looking at the average um, salary for Ryanair cabin um, crew is in the region of between tw- around 27,000. This is according to websites that show their salaries. Um, 27,000 um, you know, a year will not get you, you wouldn't be able to cover the average rent in Dublin, but even you wouldn't either be able to access cost rental housing because the income threshold is too high. So the government saying that, you know, Dara O'Brien was saying that, well, we're providing affordable housing, and but Ryanair workers can't afford that. But also he's wrong when he says, Dara O'Brien is wrong when he says that this is just a small number of homes being bought. And he's also wrong when he says there's nothing I can do because these are planning permissions. Firstly, as I said, 6,000 homes were either bought or developed as built to rent by companies in the Dublin region in 2022. That's 60% of the new homes built. And secondly, he could increase the stamp duty tax from 10% to 10%. To okay, a, okay. You know, that could be in, that could be in, okay. Um, let me bring in Rory. Stay with us. I have a couple of other callers and with views on this today. Jared uh, is on the line. Like, Jared, do, do you see the criticism um, of Ryanair in, in this situation or do you think it should be welcomed? Well, I, I think it should be welcomed, particularly from an employee perspective. If employees are trying to get accommodation in close proximity to where they work, and they're not able to afford it, but their employer can, and offer that employment back at a reduced uh, rental for a year, it certainly helps them to get on the ladder. And, it, you know, it, I'm sure it will help with staff retention, uh, the fact that their accommodation is, is affordable and in close proximity. and and setting aside the gripes that you will get, you know, from people saying, read the small print and whatever, you know, at the end of the day, if if Ryanair weren't able to employ the people that they are employing, um, then I think shame on us as a country for not supporting one of our most successful businesses. So you saying fair play to Ryanair? Absolutely. Uh, Peter Dooley from the Dublin Renters Union's on the line. Are you saying the same, Peter? No, I think it's just uh, breathtaking sometimes when you hear these discussions and arguments happening all the time. Last week we saw the the, the uh, vulture fund jump into the bell camp, swoop out uh, all those properties and charge extortionate rent. Now today we have news of Ryanair. Like this is actually it's it's hugely problematic. I think even from a basic uh, standpoint of a worker uh, living somewhere at, at the behest essentially of their employer. And we know notoriously, Ryanair have a notoriously poor workers' rights record. In Ireland and across Europe, recently there's been a number of strikes by uh, cabin crew members and pilots as well in Europe uh, because of their issues as well. So the, 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 well, well we, don't, we don't know, though, that it's actually... like I mean, I, I, I don't have the detail of this, but I mean, it could very easily be an outside management company or something that'll you know, run it. I, I doubt it'll actually be the Ryanair airline itself. 
Well, no, well, it's hugely, I think it's hugely problematic because they're notoriously low paid. And then essentially what they're doing is going into a market and their, their job is essentially, their home is essentially reliant on where, where they're living. Uh, and like for me, I think that, that should be totally separate. Like in terms of a proper and functioning society, you know, people shouldn't be able to be hester to employer. Like, but you know, maybe over hundred hotel, years lots ago. Of hotels, Peter, and like I know of hotels around the country, and, and nothing to do with um, the housing situation in recent years. Who, for years, years, have provided rental accommodation to their staff. There, there are differences to it. Like, for instance, as I stated, like Ryanair, as I said, like for instance, if they lost their job, if tomorrow, if somebody decided that they lost their job for whatever reason, they lose their home. What's the, what's the situation in terms of their family as well? But it, it strikes at the heart of it is essentially down to government decisions and a manufactured housing crisis that's been at, at the door of, of uh, previous governments. And this government, Dara O'Brien, for instance, is fantastic or great at, at closing the door when the horse is already bolted. He's done the same with co-living developments. He's done the same with his, this, even the stamp duty taxation. If he didn't really want to bring, if he really wanted to change things and make, make accommodation affordable for people to buy or rent, he would actually act initially on this, okay. like, and he would, he would actually make it prohibitive for people to jump into the market and provide a functioning, a functioning let, 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 me, let me Let me bring some of the messages from listeners here as well on WhatsApp. Um, Texture says, what Ryanair has done is out of desperation. More companies now likely to follow suit and it's going to harm our international reputation. Another texter, it's Ryanair's money. They can see, uh, they can spend it how they see fit. Uh, this texter says, Ryanair are looking after their staff. Fair play to them. If only the government could look, at, look after their own, the doctors, the teachers, the nurses, the guardies, no, they leave that all up to the Australians. James is on the line. James, what's your view on this? Is Ryanair getting unfair criticism or is it warranted? Are you there, James? Uh, I know James is a very popular name. <laughs> uh, I think Ryanair is getting unfair criticism. The criticism should really be directed at the government policy that has forced Ryanair into this situation. I think I have another James as well on the line. Have I James in court? Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. How are you, James? Good. You wanted to make a point on this. Well, I think Ryanair have got on in life in spite of the government, not because of the government. It seems a choice time to start blaming them because there was a vote in the last couple of days regarding the increasing of the stamp duty and it was voted to keep it by 72 to 56 or something like that. So there was the first chance to change things, really. Uh, the, regarding the planning permission, there's 60,000 planning applications lying there. Ryanair tried to change things where they tried to buy Aer Lingus that were prevented from doing it. They tried to buy Cork Airport, the old airport, they were prevented from doing it. They've always had to battle with the government. And now, suddenly, a vulture fund last week gets a bit of time. Ryanair gets just plastered with this rubbish. And they're doing the government's job. They're actually doing the government's job. I mean, somebody said there, if, if a Ryanair employee loses their job in the morning, they lose their house. If anybody in Dublin loses their job in the morning, they lose their house because they're so expensive. That's no different. This is I your, mean, your, your, if there's, this is the point that has been made, is there, you know, a clause or something in the, in the conditions of the, um, the low and affordable rent? I mean, if anybody loses their job in the morning in Dublin, how long are they going to be able to stay paying the rent? Yeah, but I suppose it, it, it's not, a, you know what I mean? There, there, there is a difference, though, is there not, James? In, in that, like, there's, you know, it no, wouldn't necessarily be. There's, there's multinationals with houses bought in Dublin and various places for their for their employees in various parts of the city for their employees, dozens and dozens of houses because they had no choice. I believe in Athen right now. There's a new development going there, and the first thing they're going to do is build houses because there's no place for them to to, to for the people to stay. 
Look I mean, at it's, you, not, look. it's not a Ryanair problem. It's not a Ryanair-created problem. It's a Ryanair solution to a government problem. Jed is Jed is with us on the line too, uh, James. Have I got Jed uh, Van der Poel from the, who's the CEO of of Metro Dublin? Like th- you know, there's a lot of texters getting in touch, Jed, today to make the point that Ryanair isn't the first company that had to do this. Oh, oh no, they, I mean you you can look at fries, you know, the chocolate people, Guinnesses, Google are doing it uh, at the moment. They're they're actually building their own uh, uh, their own accommodation. But I, I think the I think the conversation is, is in a way missing uh, a, a fundamental uh, point here, and that is what what our real problem is is that we don't have an integrated um, uh, public um, transport network. And if we did, then people could live out in Ashbourne, they could live out in Adamstown, uh, and you know, 20 minutes in on a on a metro. Um, then now a single line, which is the Metro Link, that is not going to solve the problem because you've only got uh, uh, you've only got that that one line, and all that would happen is that housing would get even more expensive along that particular route. But if you put in a network uh, that that serves the whole city, then you've uh, you're going to allow people to come in from all all corners of uh, of County okay. Dublin into the city in 20 in 20 minutes and that that in itself yeah. but that'll not so, I know it's it long term absolutely yeah long term but I suppose at the moment maybe no no, for... no not not long term not long term we can do this in in 6 years uh, no, but we're, sure we're, we're talking, talking about, about a 92 the... kilometer network uh, in in Madrid they built 120 kilometers in 6 years so it's uh, it, yes, if it, the government was to build it, it's it's long term. But uh, but if uh, if private enterprise were allowed to to have a go at it, it could be done by twenty thirty two. That that's our target. Okay, um, I understand the need to house staff who perhaps are poorly paid. Says this texter because because they can't get staff because of the cost of living. But I'd have concerns that they own you completely. We need people to be independent. I think we're going backwards between being badly paid and poor housing. Shame on the governments over the past 20 years. Another listener makes the point, Intel have houses in loads of estates around Maynooth and they held some of them empty for staff over COVID. It made it even harder to find affordable rental in the locality. This texter points out, we had this argument a couple of years ago with Supermax. I think it's morally wrong to tie somebody's house to their employer. I think it can make people quite vulnerable. Kieran is on the line. Kieran, you wanted to make a quick point in this. I wanted to make a quick point, Andre, but after your last couple of contributors there, I, I amended it slightly. The supermax thing was one of my points. At the end of the day, employees have a choice to take up that, the rent from their employer. Why people are accusing Reiner of have, holding it over their heads, I don't see that argument stacking up. You can choose to say no, thank you. Look, having listened to your contributors, I think the planning issues here, we're not planning for the future. The ongoing problems in the country. We're not planning for the greater Dublin area, metro, mm. underground, housing estates, services. And I think that's the biggest issue here. It's not that Ryan there saw a problem, their staff had a problem. Here's a solution. And we're just backbiting because our, we're not planning for the future. That's my point, Andrea. I imagine, you know, I, I've talked to people here in the show, Kieran, previously, um, just private, small uh, entrepreneurs, business people around the country talking about staff retention, you know, really wanted to to do right by their staff. And actually, you know, um, they built, I remember chatting to a man previously, they built staff or built houses 
and um, sold them or rented them to staff, you know, at, at affordable prices or even at cost. I think some of the houses were built. But like, I wonder, will many other companies now do, you know, have to go down this route or, or start to consider it? Maybe they'd be deterred from doing it when they see the criticism. Well, I think, Andrea, the reality is Ryanair go, I need staff. What's my problem? They can't get somewhere to live. Uh, you mentioned hotels in the past. Those hotels in Kerry used to have mm. accommodation for their staff. I won't name it, um, the one that I particularly know. It's always been there. It's his- historic. I remember loads of hotels in Donegal over the years. They always did it. And they rented the, the, the houses or the, you know, small houses or chalets or cottages. They rented them to the staff. But they, they did it at a sort of a, a much a, a affordable, like a low rate. And if I remember correctly, Andrea, the houses in the Phoenix Park were rented to employees historically. So this is a trend, but I think the biggest challenge that we're facing here, and if you look at some, uh, your previous contributor said Madrid, you look at Munich, they are planning for future development. And I know we county development plan, but there's no infrastructures going in, there's no services, and we're not preparing. Like the other gentleman said, okay, we need more employment as the airport develops, where Mm -hmm. are they going to live? They're not on services, Andrea, and that's the argument here. It's not whether Ryanair bought 25 houses. They're solving a problem. They'll either A, put a number of people into those houses who, who are looking for accommodation, and B, they'll eventually sell them and they'll go back into the market. Yeah, it's, so, it's remarkable. People are very split, I have to say, um, on this today. Some people very annoyed and, and worked up about it and, and similar views to Peter Dooley, who was there with us. And, and other people just say, sure, there's no hotels for Ryanair's workers to stay in. So what do they expect the flight attendants to do and staff to sleep in their cars? Um, My own own child had to emigrate because they couldn't find accommodation, says this listener as well. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.